On today's episode of Real Life Pharmacology, I'm going to talk about the antiarrhythmic amiodarone. Amiodarone is a class 3 antiarrhythmic. It's got a few different mechanisms of action, uh, including affecting sodium and potassium, as well as potentially calcium channels, and possibly has um, some mild beta and alpha blocking activity as well. Amiodarone is used to help with rhythm control in atrial fibrillation. Now, if you remember atrial fibrillation, the usual first step is to try to do rate control with beta blockers and calcium channel blockers like diltiazem and verapamil. If that fails, if that's unsuccessful, if patients continue to have symptoms, uh, amiodarone may be considered in this setting to help uh, with that uh, rhythm control. Now, there are lots of unique clinical pearls with amiodarone. So first, let's kind of talk um, side effects and, and pharmacokinetics. Uh, amiodarone, one thing really important to remember is that it has an incredibly long half-life. So it may take um, in the ballpark of uh, 40 to 60 days for half of that drug to be eliminated from the body. And this can play a significant role in complicating things like drug interactions, which I definitely will talk about drug interactions coming up a little bit later on here. Uh, as far as adverse effects go, you definitely need to remember thyroid function with amiodarone. So checking that TSH can be very important, making sure that uh, we're maintaining normal levels there and not having signs or symptoms of hyperthyroid or hypothyroid. Uh, I will say in clinical practice, amiodarone has been associated with hyperthyroidism, but I can tell you that I much more commonly see in practice it cause hypothyroidism. Remember, that's an elevated uh, TSH. Another potential adverse effect is concerns with the respiratory system. Amiodarone actually has a black box warning for pulmonary fibrosis. And I definitely remember one um, case that I, I won't forget where we kept escalating doses, uh, trying to figure out what the, the patient had going on. We were um, on Advair and short-acting beta agonists, and the patient was still having difficulty breathing until finally it was looked at and assessed. And um, it was believed that the amiodarone uh, was causing respiratory difficulties uh, in the form of pulmonary fibrosis. So again, definitely an important black box warning to remember there. One other boxed warning with amiodarone is that liver function needs to be monitored. There's a potential risk for liver toxicities. So checking those LFTs, that AST, that ALT, very, very important to monitor over time. And especially important if the patient happens to be on other medications as well that may be um, contributing to a potential liver function type issue. So those are some of the really, really big side effects I, I wanted to point out. 
We're going to wrap up uh, with drug interactions right after this message from our sponsor. Whether you're a nurse practitioner, nurse, pharmacist, pharmacy student, med student, meded101.com has a growing list of great resources to help with board exam preparation as well as becoming better at medication management and pharmacology. meded101.com slash store is a fantastic resource you need to, to check out. Again, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. So I mentioned that um, longer half-life of amiodarone, so that drug can really hang around in the body for a long, long time. And this really can sometimes complicate the potential for drug interactions, where depending upon the concentration of the drug at the time, um, drug interactions may have a delayed onset with amiodarone, or they may um, last for a longer period of time. Again, kind of depending upon what's going on with the amiodarone dose, are we changing it, and any change we make, it might take quite a while to get back to a regular steady state. So um, this drug in particular, amiodarone, can cause uh, a lot of fits as far as um, drug interactions go. One classic drug interaction that you have to know, um, amiodarone can increase concentrations of digoxin. And that's thought to be through uh, P-glycoprotein inhibition. Okay, so if you see a patient, uh, maybe they're on digoxin for something, and we add in amiodarone, uh, that digoxin level will potentially go up. And with digoxin toxicity, I'll refer you back to a previous podcast there, but um, classic symptoms of, of dig toxicity, uh, GI upset, uh, CNS changes, confusion, um, potential for significant weight loss as well. Another potential mode or mechanism of drug interactions with amiodarone that you definitely should know is that amiodarone can have some CYP3A4 inhibition type effects. And clinically, <clears throat> excuse me, clinically, uh, what I've seen with this medication is an increased risk of myopathy due to some of the statins, like simvastatin, atorvastatin, which are metabolized through 3A4. And there is actually dose limitations, uh, particularly with simvastatin, because there's been uh, substantial case reports of adding amiodarone to simvastatin can greatly increase concentrations and increase the risk of rhabdomyolysis, which is a very, very uh, severe, serious situation that can be demonstrated by uh, an elevation in CK, uh, CPK as far as lab work goes. One last uh, drug interaction that I, I definitely think you need to pay attention to with amiodarone is drugs that can potentially cause QTC prolongation. So some examples that I've seen in, in my practice are antipsychotics, uh, quinolone antibiotics, so those would be like levoquin, macrolide antibiotics, erythromycin, azithromycin, uh, Zofran, 
or on Dancitron. This is a, a medication uh, that can be used to help with nausea and vomiting type situations. And uh, citalopram. So this is an SSRI uh, that can also potentially increase the, the risk of QTC prolongation. Now, if that um, prolonged uh, QT interval gets too long or we have other risk factors going on, the risk of that is torsades de point. Torsades de points is a specific type of ventricular tachycardia, obviously that can lead to a significant risk of death. Check us out on reallifepharmacology.com. That wraps up today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found it valuable in preparation for your uh, test and or preparation for your real-life clinical work. Thanks again, and uh, feel free to check out that uh, free giveaway where you can uh, test your skills and see if you can uh, pass my 100-question free pharmacology exam. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.